Thanks for joining me this week on the show. As we are in February, the month of love, I would love to shine a spotlight on self-love. How do you feel like that's showing up for you? Do you feel like that's an easy relationship that you have with yourself to celebrate all that is wonderful about you? Or do you struggle? Do you find yourself waiting for that kind of appreciation, love, or respect to be reflected back to you from other people? Today, I want to give you permission to put yourself first, and we're going to find out why that doesn't only benefit you, it benefits everyone around you. So let's take a look. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me this week on the show. And as we are in February, the month of love, I'd love to explore today a little bit of the topic of self-love and how I hope that you can move more deeply into this vitally important practice to support your well-being and your thriving vitality. So, Self-love might be a topic that you feel a little bit triggered about. Maybe you've heard people say you can't be in your most fulfilled relationship. You can't truly be in love with someone else until you love yourself. And maybe that in and of itself is enough to have you throwing up your hands and digging in your heels and saying, wait, that's impossible. How am I going to get there from where I am right now? And I have to say, in the work that I've done with clients, one of the things I see most people struggle with and I can identify it because I've experienced it myself, is struggling with that sense of worthiness, that innate knowledge that we are worthy of every good thing, that we are worthy of love, not only from someone else, but that gift of love that we can give ourselves. So let's take a look today at some of the reasons why we struggle with self-love, ways that we can begin to get around those obstacles, and how we can take action and begin building this vitally important quality within and for ourselves. So one thing I'd like to start off by sharing is just some information. I love the data. I love to see the real benefit of what I'm suggesting to you to employ. And here is what is found in psychology, in practice, as people are working to heal and transform and develop their own self-love. We see that in terms of improving mental health, it fosters compassion for ourselves and even for others. It reduces self-criticism and promotes self-care, which although you might think you don't have time, you don't have the energy or resources to indulge in self-care, it's vitally important to support our lasting well-being. 
So beyond promoting self-care, it also leads to improved self-esteem, reduced anxiety, lower levels of stress, and a clearer sense of purpose. We can do all of that just by recognizing how worthy we are of being loved and providing that love to ourselves. Sometimes we have been in relationships, perhaps most of our relationships have come in the form of love with strings, right? We feel like we are loved, affirmed, appreciated if we do this for someone else, if we show up in this way, if we give of ourselves in a certain manner. And when we can recognize how worthy we are of that love with no strings attached, just as we are and in the ways that we show up with healthy boundaries, then that confidence, that worthiness, and all of that that comes together can really lead us to being more clear in where we want to move, what we want to cultivate, and what goals we want to accomplish in our lives. So self-compassion and self-love have also been seen to decrease depression, anger and loneliness while allowing more of the feelings we want to call in happiness, gratitude and connection with other people. Self-love comes from recognizing the inherent goodness in ourself, investing in ourself, yourself, showing yourself kindness and understanding your own emotional needs. Emotions are not always logical, but they're really important indicators. And when we tune into our emotions, what we're needing right now, we can help to soothe, to calm, to heal that inner part of ourself, our inner child, that young one that may still be nursing wounds and hurt feelings and insecurities so that young one within us can stop feeling so wounded, so defensive, so shut down and unavailable to truer and deeper connection with other people. By practicing self-love, we can enjoy healthy boundaries. We can begin to more deeply and truly recognize our own needs so they can be met before we reach a crisis point and we end up with dis-ease or other dysfunction in our bodies and our well-being. And along with having those healthier boundaries, it's easier to manage time more effectively. And I have to say that is something that I hear most people complaining about is wishing we had more time. And I can certainly relate. You've heard me share on the show before. It's one of the things that I am always actively cultivating more time to play, to explore, to create. And I think you can probably relate with me on that level. The difficulty that we have so often in loving ourselves can come from a number of different factors, influences from our youth, experiences that we may have had where we felt judged or evaluated, where we felt that we fell short in someone else's expectation or our own, in the self-perception of how we read what others are reflecting back to us. When we look out through that lens of inconfidence, of unworthiness, we can be reading between the lines and projecting lack or displeasure coming from other people when it's really just a construct of our own making. 
When we struggle with self-love, we struggle with self-trust. And it's so important to be able to understand that we have the tools and the ability, the strength to move forward whatever we are faced with. And you do. Wherever you are today, you have survived all of your worst days until this point. And I believe you can keep that up. But along the way, we can make it easier on ourselves. And that's what I'm excited to share with you today. So a couple of things that I really want you to recognize in order to hopefully make this easier, right? Sometimes that light bulb moment that can come with some of these recognitions can be enough to change course. Sometimes we need to keep coming back to these aha moments. And sometimes we need to put practice along with these insights. But I really want you to hear me when I tell you, you are not hurting others or loving anyone else less by truly loving yourself. So many times and parents, certainly as your children are young, you put yourself last because you've got to meet the needs of others. Their survival is dependent on your response, your reaction, your attention. But when we get in this habit of putting ourselves last, it can be really hard to give ourselves permission to put ourselves first. It can feel selfish. It can feel short-sighted. It can feel like you're falling to those worst traits of yourself, to be needy, to, to want affirmation. But there's nothing wrong with that. You can't pour from an empty cup. Practicing building that quality of self-love for yourself, within yourself, is how you're able to make sure that your own cup is filled. When your cup is full, you have so much more to share with those around you. The people that you love, the work that lights you up, the world that needs us right now. But when we allow ourselves to be drained, if we never find that opportunity to fill our cup and put ourselves first now and then, we don't have anything left to give. We can't show up the way that we want to. We're running on empty. We're drawing on that stress fuel tank, running on cortisol and adrenaline, which is never sustainable. And you're setting yourself up for serious health concerns, heart issues, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and others that will really curb your ability to show up for anyone, including yourself. So it's time to remove the shame of putting yourself first, even if that's how you were raised, even if that's what you saw modeled in your family or your community. It's time to remove that stigma and recognize that not only is it vital for your own well-being and your vitality, but this is a lesson that our children can absorb, that their well-being is vitally important. And I know all of the parents that I know want their children to grow up with that message. So demonstration is one of the strongest methods of teaching, and I hope you'll take this permission to demonstrate to your families the benefits of self-love. Now, what are we really talking about, right? Sometimes our perfectionist tendencies say that the way that we show up and love ourselves is is lacking and that we're underperforming in this self-love. We, we maybe ho- turn that high standard that we hold ourselves to, to love itself. And that perfectionism can be holding us back. 
It doesn't mean if you love yourself that you never have a bad day or that you never have any more negative thoughts about yourself. What self-love is, is calling on grace to accept the parts that yourself, giving yourself kindness throughout everything that you are meeting and navigating in life. And with these kinder, gentler ways of viewing yourself and what you're doing and creating in the world, you start to give yourself more space by being more accepting and open of what is okay. We can show up where we are and with what we have and we can stop holding back on ourselves and the way that we wanna show up in our work because we don't think we have enough. What you have available to share is perfect. Even if it's imperfect, we are perfectly imperfect. And in the grand scale of life and lessons and learning, we're exactly where we are supposed to be. So I hope that you will cultivate some grace. And if you need any help on that, I hope you will reach out to me so I can be your cheerleader. This is our opportunity to stop punishing ourselves for past mistakes. And maybe that negative voice in your head, that self-criticism comes from outside influences, parents or teachers, people in our lives where we felt we fell short. We felt like we disappointed others. And this practice of forgiveness, not only does it benefit us, it promotes our healing to be able to forgive others, it's fundamental that we learn and build the skill to forgive ourselves so that we can make room for self-love. Holding that space, that grace, that self-love quality for yourself means that even as you can see the mistakes that you've made and where you haven't been able to execute something in the manner that you really wanted to, you can see where you learned, where you grew, what you've been able to offer, and your progress instead of measuring the shortcomings and the lack. And so that leads me to the next topic I want to explore, the negativity bias, right? Because you've heard me share before, we're biologically wired to respond to stress. The negativity bias means we're much more likely to remember the hard times, the challenges, the lessons, those points at which we were harmed, because those are such powerful teachers and we integrate those opportunities. Those are the lessons that keep us from repeating those mistakes and hurting ourselves again. And we can use neuroplasticity, we can wire our brains to see the positive, to see and recognize and celebrate the growth that we've experienced. We don't need to ignore the growth, the milestones that we've experienced just because we might not have fulfilled a goal in the picture that we were hoping to achieve, we can see that we have moved forward, that we have experienced growth, and we can see the ways in which we are ready and open to continue growing. So this takes coming back. This takes celebrating our wins, which I want to get into in this next section as we dig into how you can begin the practice of loving yourself better. Now, sometimes in some fashions, it's okay to fake it till you make it. 
And this can be one where if you have struggled, if you have always made the effort to show yourself a little love and grace and met with that negative inner critic, this is where I'm inviting you to pretend. What would you do if you loved yourself more? How would you make yourself a priority if you were the most important person in the world? And if that statement triggers you a little bit, I'd like to rewind and revisit what I was just sharing. We can't pour from an empty cup. And so putting yourself first doesn't mean you're harming others around you. If it does, if it feels like that's the case, it could be time for some external perspective, working with someone who can help you talk through it and work through it and see where those perceptions are coming from, why you believe this is true and see if there's evidence. Is it really true? Are you hurting someone else by putting your well-being first? We can have trouble reading the label when we're inside the jar, right? And sometimes those lessons we've been taught by parents, teachers, mentors can last even when those people are not in our lives anymore or their influence is no longer relevant. So let's take a look. Let's take a look at what it means to act like you love yourself, what that would look like in your life. That could mean having those healthy boundaries. If you had a healthy boundary, where would it be? What would you start saying no to? Where would you start to stand up for yourself more? Stand firmly in your confidence, your clarity, what serves you and what doesn't, and how can you hold that space for your well-being when others are trying to move in on that, to encroach that, to make their life easier, and you get to take an honest look around you. We get to take the blinders off, those rose-colored glasses, the I can be a hero for the PTA if I just do this one more thing, stay up late, make four dozen cupcakes, whatever that looks like. What would it look like if you had a healthier perspective, if you had healthy boundaries, if you truly loved yourself? And I invite you to start where you are. We talked earlier about perfectionism. If you're waiting to be perfect, before you start loving who you are, you won't get there. We won't get there. None of us are perfect. We're perfectly imperfect. We live in a world where we see represented, mirrored back to us images that we believe are perfect without recognizing, without digging deeper and asking ourselves, how are those images curated? How are they being presented to us to look more perfect? And without the benefit of that, without our social media team, without our PR firm, we are just showing up the way that we are. And I honestly believe that the more we show up authentically with our imperfections, the more we give other people to do the same, to show up as they are. It's okay to still want to be a better person, but that doesn't mean you have to wait to love yourself until you become that person you aspire to be. In fact, when you become your own cheerleader, it makes it a lot easier to reach the person that you are aspiring to be. Another thing I'd love to encourage you to do is to recognize your inherent gifts, your talents, what make you truly unique. This is why I love the VIA Character Institute and their Strengths Finder quiz. I have a link so you can take that to yourself. They've identified 24 different character strengths 
And we all shine in different areas. And when we recognize that, and I think you'll have a real aha moment. I think when you look at your results, you'll say, well, yes, that's, a, that's exactly who I am. And perhaps look for those opportunities to celebrate. This is you working in your sweet spot. This is how you can bring in these strengths, your natural gifts, and use them in the office and use them in groups or community outreach and engagement. This is how you can show up and really be in your zone of genius. A lot of times we, when we're measuring where we fall short, and even when we take a StrengthsFinder quiz, and I, I will say I was one too. I looked at the bottom of the list. What are my bottom ranking strengths, right? And they're very clear to say at the VI Institute, and I certainly want to reassure you, don't look at where you're falling short. Let this be permission to celebrate your wins. Practice that with this exercise. And then take a look back. What are some of the things that you can celebrate in your life? Accomplishments, awards, certifications. Make a list initially with what comes to mind first and then create a timeline and go back and sit looking through different eras of your life, perhaps zero to 10 years old. And then in shorter intervals throughout school, your, in, your early career, 10 to 15, 16 to 20, 21 to 25, get those later school and college years, early career, 26 to 30, 31 to 35, 36 to 45. Where did you go? What were the big changes? What are the social connections that you had, the accomplishments, the awards and certifications? And then moving forward through your adulthood, maybe stepping back down to a decade-wide view. What have you done? Where have you gone? Who have you been with? Think of your career, relationships, your health, issues in recovery, community engagement, volunteerism. Even if you feel things were small, inconsequential, if you showed up for yourself or for others, add it to your list. And this could be a great exercise to practice with a friend, with someone who has known you for a long time, to ask and reflect back on each other, especially through these eras where you've known each other. There might be things that are standing out in their memory that are missing from yours. So don't miss these opportunities to really dig in and embellish your celebrations list. Some other actions I want to inspire you to take before I wrap up this conversation for today, I hope that in this effort to practice some more self-love, in this month of love, this February, for heart health, for personal, emotional, mental health, I hope that you will give yourself the gift of time. I find this as one way that helps it be easier for me to give myself grace. Look for ways you can take a break and relax. Make sure that your calendar really reflects your schedule. Things that you do consistently, commuting time, picking up, dropping off kids, exercise. Make sure those are on your calendar so you can find additional times to take a break and relax when you're able to. And then with these opportunities, consider what de-stressing exercises you might be able to fit in. Five minutes. 10, 15 minutes, any of these can be a real powerful reset. Practicing mindfulness with some deep breathing, connecting to your breath, feeling your breath and your body. Where does that inhale land? What opens with your inhale? 
What can you exhale? What stress, what concern, what worry can you simply release? Let it float down through your body, down through your feet, down into the floor, release it to the earth. These moments of mindfulness are powerful to reset the sympathetic and parasympathetic stress systems, to find more balance, to be present in life, even when it feels like it's whizzing by. Time outdoors is especially healing, viewing foliage, getting fresh air, getting grounded on the earth. If we're in a place where we can be barefoot, all of those independently are really beneficial for our bodies and our well-being. So whenever you can get multiple benefits, some mindfulness and some outdoor time, some beautiful light from the sunshine, see how you can call this in to help you love yourself a little bit more. Engage in creative activities like writing or coloring. Sometimes mindfulness or the idea of meditation can make us a little nervous. We're not one to sit still and have a pause. But something like freeform writing or coloring can give you that space. Your brain is lightly engaged. You're a little less likely to be filling in the blanks, to have that torrent of thoughts, worries, concerns coming by. And as you're moderately engaged with something that's calming, like coloring, you can enjoy that space, that peace, and see what comes up. Ask your body what it would like right now, what it could use today, what it needs to feel more thriving. Another exercise that I enjoy, that I hear wonderful feedback when I encourage people to take this opportunity is to create a things that make me happy list. Start to write down in no particular order the things that bring you joy. Five minute, even 90 second infusions, eating a beautifully rich, juicy mango when they're in season, things that are longer, like taking a weekend away, going up to the mountains or down to the beach or a lake or a river. What are some things that make you happy that you do alone, that you do with other people? And as you find the opportunity, you can visit these. It's nice to have a little list you can just pull something off of so you don't feel like you have to think of something when you finally have the time to enjoy it. But look for those opportunities to experience joy. What can you do to make yourself happy today? And one of these that, again, it's a constant struggle, something that I go back and forth with daily myself too, when we're looking at healthy boundaries, take a look at where our boundaries could be healthier with social media, with technology, with that method of connection that some of us have come to rely on to replace the deeper, truer, authentic connection that we as humans are designed to crave. So we've covered a lot of ground. I never mean to cause overwhelm. If there's one thing that comes from this conversation today, I hope you begin there. If you're catching the video on YouTube or now on Spotify, you can leave a comment on the episode. Let us know what stands out for you. Join the conversation at happifiedlife.com. You can leave a comment on this episode. And I always invite you to join my Facebook group, Live With Less Stress, where we keep the conversation going, where I invite you to think of some different challenges, share what's working for you and what is not, and join a community of people who are choosing to foster their thriving life. 
so that they can be well now and long into the future. I hope that you will get to experience, to have these glimmers of progress and to see that this self-love, this true authentic peace, acceptance and love that you can give to yourself is truly healing. That it gives you the space and the grace to do greater things that are more demanding. You can go further. You can take more confidence in having survived all of the things that you have made it through to get to this point in your life. And rather than holding it up as a challenge, a restriction, I don't love myself enough to have quality relationships, look at it as one aspect where you can be growing, you can be learning, you can be discovering things about yourself. And perhaps if there's a good friend or a loved one that you can join this journey together, you can share those explorations and those insights with each other and keep cheering each other on. I'm always available to you. As I've said, I'd love to be your cheerleader. I offer free strategy sessions. There's a link on my website. If you're visiting Happified Life, you'll see a button at the top. And I invite you, if you're struggling with this or other areas, if you're feeling overwhelmed and like stress is weighing you down, you don't know how you're going to move through this, reach out. I'm holding out my hand to you and I hope you will take me up on it. Because together, whole and well, we can move forward and we can lift the vibration, the happiness, the positivity of the world right now when it really needs it. So let's take this on together. I can't wait to hear from you about how this is working, shaping up and showing itself in your own life. Until next time, take good care of yourself and thank you for making this time to join me. See you soon. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.